This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me are Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. And we're going to get defensive on this podcast. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, we talked about the offensive expectations the last time we came to you guys. This time we're going to talk about our expectations for what should be one of the better defenses in, in Georgia history and, and maybe the best defense in the entire country. Uh, we're going to talk about the the new rankings from uh, 24-7 sports and how they really dove into the defensive side of the ball and, and how some of the Georgia commits and targets moved in that. Uh, but before we jump into that, I, I want to remind everybody, I want to let everybody know that over at Dogs 24-7, over at 24-7 sports in general right now, uh, we're doing it again, folks. we got another big time opportunity for you to join up with us you can get a year uh, of, of vip access for 60 percent off that's one year for uh for just under 43 bucks basically that comes out to be three dollars and 58 cents a month you get x's and o's breakdowns you get the the mother of them all and that's that's uh dog treats uh where, where rusty and kip give you the best recruiting scoop out there bar none it's the most accurate it's the most in-depth it's the best uh, you get uh, the junkyard uh, uh, forum, well, basically what this what this podcast is named after. Uh, you get all of that for just three dollars and fifty eight cents per month. And I've seen Rusty say this before, but hey, skip Starbucks once a month. It, you could probably actually make a little money doing this. Skip Starbucks. Don't get your five dollar coffee and and join Dogs twenty four seven. And uh, you can follow Georgia the, the best you possibly can. The best opportunity out there is over here with us, and we'd really appreciate it. But all right, let's jump into it, guys. Rusty, Georgia's defense, number one defense in the entire country last year in scoring defense. Can it be better? Because on paper, it seems like it can be a better defense. I think it's going to be better because the defensive line is going to get a little bit deeper. Um, I, I'm, I think Trayvon Walker is going to be better year two, which that is a very positive thing. I think Jordan Davis – Hopefully, uh, will be that guy that you know. Listen, this is tough couple of months, and and where he is, I'm sure Georgia staff is really, really watching him with his weight. You know, if he comes in, this is a big year for Jordan Davis. In fact, I, you know, Jordan Davis could be three and out, which you know is a three star prospect. It's a great evaluation for Trey Scott. Uh, you start adding some guys like Keely Ringo. Uh, you know, you're going to take Nicobe Dean probably in Tay Crowder's spot. You know, I think. Tay Crowder, we all love him. It was a great deal for him to get drafted, but I think the ceiling is a lot higher for a player like N'Kobe Dean. I think Quay Walker's going to get in the mix there as well. Uh, you're going to get more athletic there. I think Lewis Seen's a guy that can cover. Uh, you know, young kid, but doesn't mean that he's not going to be a, a better ceiling than, than what you had. Um, you got more experienced corners. These guys are seniors, juniors. I mean, 
we can all talk about these questions on offense, and that dominates our board. That dominates our discussion. Sometimes that dominates our text when we talk about this team. I can tell you right now, you know, barring any kind of crazy injuries, any kind of thing that sets them back, this Georgia defense is going to be as good as you have ever seen in Sanford Stadium. And, and, and I'm telling you, they're long, they're fast, they got the right pieces of the puzzle. You know, it says a lot, and Jake, I know you cover the team, so you know this inside. It says a lot to me that a guy like Jermaine Johnson is having to uh, – and NFL scouts are going to – they're going to know this guy. So, you know, it's going to hurt him a little bit, but he's still not going to be done. He's sitting behind a guy like Aziz Ojolari. He's also got a Nolan Smith right there. Uh, there's a lot of – an Adam Anderson on, pa- on pass down. So, you take for just example a guy like Jermaine Johnson, who at a lot of other schools – uh, would be a complete two-year starter. He may wind up leaving University of Georgia and not starting very many games and still having a good NFL career. That's what kind of depth they've got on the defensive side of the ball. But it's not just about depth. It's upperclassmen. I mean, you got guys You got guys that's played a lot. Eric Stokes, Richard LeCount, Monty Rice, uh, Malik Heron. You got guys that's played a lot, a lot of football at the University of Georgia. They know this system. Kirby Smart, all these guys. They are going to be hell on defense. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, Rusty, comes down to, to and you mentioned a couple of those guys, the guys going into year two, because when you when you look at the the guys from last year and, and the guys that you really felt like, hey, these are NFL players, a lot of those guys were freshmen. Tyreek Stevenson, uh, you mentioned Trayvon Walker, you mentioned N'Kobe Dean, you got Nolan Smith. Uh, uh, you know, there are just so many. Lewis Seen is another guy. There, there are just so many guys from that from that 2019 class who have a chance to step up and play a lot of minutes and make this defense elite. And and I think it's a testament to how many great players Georgia has recruited defensively that it's almost tough to outside of a leading tackler who you feel like is going to be Monty Rice and outside of maybe your you know one of your biggest turnover creators in Richard LeCount. It's hard to really point out, hey, who's going to lead this team in tackles for a loss? Who's going to lead this team in sacks? It may be even tough to, to say who's going to lead the team in interceptions. Richard LeCount did it last year with four, but and he's got low key now. He's got five in his last like sixteen games at Georgia, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. Grabbing that, uh, you know, grabbing his other career interception in the SEC championship game in twenty eighteen. But th- there's just so much depth that it's hard to pick out who's going to stand out statistically. And, and there may not be a guy. You may have four or five guys with four or five sacks. And and that's just kind of how it's going to work because they play so many different guys. There's so many different role players. It's a race to get to the quarterback. It's a race to make that uh, play behind the line of scrimmage or to pick up that loose fumble. And it's a race between elite prospects, elite athletes at just about every position. Kip, do you think that defense can be better this year? Do you think it will be better? You know, just looking back, I think now we start to kind of see, I mean, we wrote about it during the season, just how impressive this defense was. And, you know, the stats, the stats bear it out. The fact that Georgia led the country in scoring defense, the fact that they only gave up two uh, rushing touchdowns the whole year and they were both the quarterbacks. That pro football focus stat about Georgia leading the country with 0.7 yards before contact with a defender. Those are, I mean, those are all truly special stats for a defense for Georgia last year. But like you guys said, the guys that are coming back this year, the competition they're going to have at every level, that's the thing that kind of stands out to me. This this defense, you got guys coming back that have a lot of experience. 
you know, again, on the D-line, you got Malik Herring, you got Jordan Davis, but you also got a guy who redshirted last year in Julian Rochester who comes back with 19 career starts as well. A guy who could spell a Jordan Davis, a guy who can give you different looks across the defensive line. You got Devontae Wyatt coming back. He's played a lot of football as well. You have that at each level, though. And, and so you look at the secondary. I mean, with, with Eric Stokes, Mark Webb, DJ Daniel, and Richard LeCount all coming back, you got guys who started at least seven games last year. But like you said, you got Tyreek Stevenson as well pushing Mark Webb you know, at that star position, you got Tyson Campbell, you know, competing again with, with DJ Daniel, the, the start at cornerback. So yet you, you have young talent at each level for Georgia's defense. I think really looking at the guys that are heading into the year two, I mean, Nolan Smith stands out to me as a guy that's really got a chance to give this defense that was called that no-name defense last year, give it that name, that star power. There are guys that are going to be household names on Georgia's defense next year. And I think that's, you know, that shows you that as well as they played last year, I think that the future is very bright for this defense. I think the next, you know, two, three years, we could be seeing kind of just the, the best Georgia defense uh, of most of our lifetimes right now. And Kip, you pointed out something that I think we got to hit on, and it's the fact that, listen, we're in an era of college football where so much is reliant on the back end of a defense, and it's not just that Georgia's really good there, and it's not just that they're really experienced there. They have so much experience to pull from there at at so many different positions i mean you've got like you you got mark webb who, who's probably going to end up cross training at safety because that is the one area where you point to this defense and i think it's a testament i've said this on the podcast of of how talented georgia is on defense and how big things are on defense the one thing you can point to is man you got to be worried about safety depth because after Richard LeCount, after lewis seen you've got you've got chris smith and then pretty much Nothing. I mean, as of right now, Major Burns is a freshman. Latavius Brini hasn't given you a whole lot. Georgia's going to have to cross-train Devod Wilson or Mark Webb or Tyreek Stevenson or somebody like that at that position to kind of give themselves a chance to to fill a gap if somebody goes out. But, you know, you look at that cornerback position, Georgia's got three guys with a ton of experience, plus Keely Ringo and Jalen Kimber and, and, you know, some other guys who, you know, an Amir Speed type guy who may be able to come on. Well, yeah, at Star, you've got Mark Webb and Devod Wilson who played the bulk of those snaps last year, and I personally think Tyreek Stevenson is going to make a big move at that spot. So you've got so much depth there, and then at safety, you bring back a guy like Richard LeCount, you bring back a guy like uh, Lewis Seen, who I believe both are going to play in the NFL. And, you know, that, that to me is what gives Georgia a chance to really lock teams down because – They've got not only really solid football players back there, which which we've seen Georgia have before. I think Georgia went to a national championship game with really solid football players in the secondary. They've got big, athletic, freakish playmakers. And I think when, when you combine that, Rusty, with, with the ability to rush the passer like Georgia has with those outside linebackers, with those playmaking defensive linemen, it's it's pretty incredible the kind of the 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 dynamic you have going there because you already know going into a game uh, that that you've got your you've got your you know dance card full trying to run the football against Georgia. Yeah, and, and again, you know, I hate to sound kind of simple in this, but this defense changed around uh, 2018, the Florida game, when Georgia inserted Jordan Davis. 
when they brought that big piece to the puzzle, literally that big piece, uh, that was a guy that, that played a little bit, but when they inserted him, it kind of it allows them to do the things they want and control the line of scrimmage, control those gaps, and do what they do behind that defensive line. And I'm telling you right now, uh, I'm not shying away from it. Jalen Carter is coming there, and somebody's going to lose some minutes. I mean, this guy is is uh, he's outstanding. I, I think he is a he's got the potential to be a Derrick Brown type player. He's that athletic. Uh, you know, he could potentially be one of the best defensive linemen Georgia's had in, in quite some time. And um, you know, if you know me, I'm, I'm very cautious in those things. But I've seen enough. I mean, this guy is, is special, and you're going to put a player like him and you know, Jake, I was just listening to you talking about the, the depth and how they can interchange these guys, and we didn't really touched on, like, they're fixing to add Keely Ringo into this mix. This is a guy that, you know, there's going to be some people in front of him, but you're talking about a 10, 300, 205-pound corner uh, that, that's going to give you some more flexibility. You can put some people different places, and their defense, man, it, it's, it's you know, they've got to continue to recruit at that level to stay at this level. But what Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning, Glenn Schumann, those guys have done on that side of the ball, uh, again, the, the evaluation of Trey Scott with, with, a, with a Jordan Davis. I mean, this defense would not be where it is without Jordan Davis and in the middle. And uh, I just I just think it's – they can smother you. I mean, I, you know, Barton Simmons said that in the fall, and it kind of stuck with me. I mean, they will absolutely suffocate you on defense. Uh, even look at the LSU game. And there were – Joe Burrow had to make NFL – number one draft pick plays. They were dialed in on him. They they were dialed up. He made perfect throws, and he extended plays, even when they had the right blitz called, and it was one-on-one with Trayvon Walker and Joe Burrow. He still made him miss to extend the play, and he throws a bullet 50 yards down the field. That happens. you got to tip your cap. But Georgia defensively against those teams in those games, they played really, really good. And, man, I, you know, you go – I went back and just watched a little bit of the Tennessee game the other day, and when you go after about the third series of that game, when Tennessee actually had a lead, you know, you go back to about the fourth series after that for the rest of the game, man, they they, they just – Tennessee couldn't get a yard. I mean, they couldn't get a yard against this defense, and most of these guys are back. So, uh, you know, sorry I get long-winded there, but – Boy, I tell you, if you're a Georgia fan, I mean, you better enjoy. Obviously, you'll have a newfound uh, uh, joy with football. But if you really want to appreciate a Georgia football team, if this team is able to play a complete season defensively, this is going to be something to watch. This is going to be one of those special, special teams on that side of the ball. I have zero questions with that. All right, let's do the same thing we did for the offense. And, and not necessarily a breakout guy, maybe just a surprise guy. Uh, I would rather go with kind of a surprise because there are just so many guys already. You know, when you, I, you have all of those rising sophomores that I listed. You've got a handful of juniors that have a chance to have a big season. And, and there are so many guys that played from last year's team. I think I've brought this up, but – 24 to 25 guys were used in a regular rotation for Georgia last year. A lot of them on the defensive line. They've got nine of ten linebackers coming back that, that played for them last year. Tay Crowder's the only one. Uh, you know, most everybody's back in the secondary. J.R. Reed's the only guy they're missing. They're really only missing one real difference maker at each level. Tyler Clark, Tay Crowder, J.R. Reed. So when when you talk about a surprise guy, a guy that's going to come out of nowhere, Kip, who who's your number one guy? that you think has a chance to emerge and become a big part of this defense this year? 
Oof. Put the heat on me here. I, you know, I, I look at this defense. We've talked about a lot of guys here. And for me, uh, I got I got to go with, you know, my guy, Channing Tindall. I think you look at N'Kobe Dean, he's obviously got an outstanding opportunity to step up and, and replace Tay Crowder and, and play a lot of snaps this, this year. But I just think that, you know, you look at overall Tindall's athleticism, and him becoming more comfortable with the defense, I, I think he still has an opportunity to really play a big role in this defense. And this, the, with how many times you know they try to rotate their guys in, they try to get you know the best matchup possible. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Channing to you know to earn a major role this year, and especially again with his size, his athleticism. I, I, I don't know if he's going to you know lead the team in any statistical category or, or really you know, stack the the stat sheet. But I think as far as him carving out a big role and kind of putting himself on the map, I think he's just kind of that guy, that that sleeper guy to watch on, on this defense that I think, you know, we kind of know who is going to start at most positions. There aren't a lot of real battles on, on this defense right now, except for, you know, maybe in the secondary where guys continue to push each other. So I just think... You, you look at those inside linebacker spots, those are going to be, you know, major competitions as far as just the talent level between him, Quay Walker, the Kobe Dean, you know, and Monty Rice. They're all going to be battling to get on the field in certain situations. I just think Channing brings a lot to the table, uh, you know, athletically and just physically speaking to to give himself a, a big role and kind of and get some of those snaps that, you know, need to be replaced this year. All right, Rusty, who, who's your guy that kind of becomes a big part of it this year? Um, I want to go with – with uh, I'm going back and forth right now. I'll, I'll go with Quay Walker. And when, when I say Quay Walker, um, I just think that as the year goes by, when you watch him how and how big and how fast he is, you know, the, the Kobe Dean, I think, is, is extremely talented. I think he's, he's, he's going to play a lot of reps. But I certainly think that Quay Walker, they're going to find a way to use him. Uh, he's just so big, so big. Keep harping on that when you see him in person. I mean, he just looks different than anybody else they got in that room. And, in fact, you know, we're going to talk about it. And, and the rankings came out today. You look at Smile Munden, who is now the number one player in the state of Georgia on 24-7 sports, five-star linebacker out of Paulding County. When you see Smile in person, he looks different than the other linebackers. And, and, and I love Barrett Carter. I think Barrett Carter is an absolute surefire, no-brainer kid on the next level. But when you start looking at bodies and that type of thing, Smile Monday gives me so much of that Quay Walker vibe because he's probably going to be somewhere close to 6'3 half, two, two, 225 pounds, uh, you know, could play inside or out. You can rush him off the edge and those types of things. But I just think that, that this is this is time for Quay Walker. I think uh, you're going to see him uh, as the season unfolds to be that guy that that I think people kind of forgot about and realized how talented he is. And I, I think he's going to be a guy that this is going to get a lot more minutes, and maybe people are anticipating. I really want to go with Lewis Seen here, but I think that kind of is. That that fruit's really low to the ground because he's the one guy who wasn't a huge part of it all of last year that's going to absolutely be a starter, barring something unexpected. But 
I'm going to go with my guy from the 2020 class, and I'm going to say Jalen Carter. And I'm going to say it because, you know, Rusty, you mentioned the D-line being a little bit deeper. I would kind of push back on that a little bit because Georgia did lose several guys that helped out last year. I mean, it, you know, I know Mikael Carter and Justin Young didn't play a ton of snaps, but they played just about every Saturday. You had David Marshall. Uh, you, you had uh, uh, Michael Barnett, who's gone. Tyler Clark's gone. So they did lose some some bodies on the defensive line. Now they gained Julian Rochester, who, who has basically played all three positions in his career, and he's made a difference at him at different times. But I just think Jalen Carter, guys, I, I, I turn on his film, and, and I, I watch him, even watching his athleticism from playing the tight end position as a junior, right? He, he's a freak show. He may be the most gifted defensive lineman in terms of interior defensive lineman. I know Trayvon Walker was listed as a defensive tackle. He's playing end at Georgia, and I think he's he gives you some maybe some Jonathan Allen type vibes as to what he can do if he plays those amount of snaps. But but when you look at Jalen Carter, man, I, I just see the type of guy who can make a ton of plays. I think he's gonna. I think he's a guy that's gonna penetrate, chase plays down. I think he's gonna get better as the year goes along. I think he's the guy that you're 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 listening to a Kirby Smart press conference in week five, week six of the season, and he's saying, we got to get that guy on the field more. He said it last year about Trayvon Walker, and they did. And I think that that's going to be the the, the guy this year. I think they're going to say that about Jalen Carter. like, listen, we got to get this guy on the field more because he's a big-time player. And, and a guy that Kip has kind of kind of brought me around on over the past, you know, month or so is is Nazir Stackhouse from the 2020 class as well. I mean, you look at those those numbers from his senior year. I mean, you're talking about, I think, close to 20 tackles for a loss or over 20 tackles for a loss for a big fella like that. He's another one to keep an eye on. But I'm really high on Jalen Carter, and I think he can be the one that, that kind of steps up into that defensive line rotation. And I think guys like Zion Logan and, and, and Bill Norton and, and Tymon Mitchell have to be very, very cognizant of the fact that they've got a Jalen Carter coming in there with such raw ability, and, and I think he's just kind of scratching the surface. Let's jump into a break real quick, and then on the other side, we're going to talk about defensive, uh, the, the rankings and, and the defensive players that kind of got re-ranked in, in the new uh, top 24-7. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. All right, guys, I'm going to throw it to y'all because you guys are the recruiting experts. Kip, starting with you, man, talk to me a little bit about what happened in the rankings today and how it related to Georgia. Well, right out the bat, we have a new number one overall prospect in the state of Georgia, uh, Smile Munden, a guy we've talked about several times on the podcast out of Paulding County High School. He's now the number one prospect in the state of Georgia, the number one ranked linebacker in the country on 24-7 sports. And he, he moved up from number 19 overall to number eight in the top 247. He's now a five-star. It's just a guy that, again, like Rusty said, when you look at guys like Quay Walker, just guys that you know don't have a lot of question marks. They ha- he has the size, athleticism, a highly intelligent linebacker, and a, a guy that really flashes on film as well. I, I just think that he is a 
outstanding prospect who brings a little bit of everything to the table at linebacker and a guy that has been a major target for Georgia throughout for Dan Lanning, for Glenn Schumann. Uh, they did not, you know, sign any inside linebackers in the last cycle. So that position, I mean, when you look at Georgia's defense, it, it's it's very important. You gotta you gotta have those guys in there to to play the Mike and Will. And so Georgia's got to load up this cycle. And you, you go to the top of the board, you're going to see Small Munded on there for for a reason. So he's the the first guy that kind of you know caught my eye as a, as a rankings riser, a guy that is mentioned recently that he's looking to possibly announce a commitment in the next month, you know, see what happens with that. But, you know, Georgia battling with Auburn and Tennessee for him. And the other one that really caught my eye is a guy that initially had thought about announcing a commitment over, over the weekend. And that's, that's Tyrion Ingram's Dawkins, a guy from Gaffney, South Carolina. You know, he's a guy who, again, the physical development has really shown up over the last year. He's 6'5", 290 pounds. He's got that length you look for, you know, on the defensive line. We're talking about Georgia's defense. He's got exactly what they look for as far as the physical traits, the quickness off the snap, that punch that, that you need at the point of attack. And now he is the number one prospect in the state of South Carolina on 24-7 sports. He had a huge jump. He was number, I think he was... 257 before and now he's number 86 so now he's inside the top 100 and now you can you know it, it lines up with the fact that george has made this guy a priority for months and, and is pushing the in-state program south carolina to to try and land his commitment tennessee also there he thought about announcing a, a commitment now just like small monday it looks like he might do that over the summer you know, later this year, push it back at least a month, I believe, to uh, to his birthday. Georgia, Georgia's battling there. I think, you know, in state South Carolina is going to be a program to kind of watch until the end there. But Georgia's been on them hard. And, and as, as I said, two guys that moved up in the rankings that Georgia's evaluations were in on early. And they've, you know, they've really been in on these guys. And now we see that they're, they're both elite prospects to, in the country. Rusty, I see where uh, I see where David Daniel uh, kind of went up. I think eight spots. I think it gave him six spots in the composite. Uh, what was it you think? You know, obviously a Georgia commitment and a guy that's been committed. I think he was the earliest commitment for Georgia in this class as things stand right now. What is it about him that kind of allowed him to jump? And what do you think about him as a prospect? You know, oftentimes when a kid like that commits early, Kip will tell you this, and it's not anyone's fault. It's just kind of the way things go. You kind of you throw, you know, you get an initial ranking on the guy commits early, and then there's you don't really there's not a ton of eyes on him because kids committed. He's not doing stories, you know, probably kind of staying in his own lane doing things. But uh, you know, Daniel is a kid that does a lot of he works out. Uh, you know, meeting him, I know he works hard uh, off the field. He does a lot of training. Uh, he's definitely one of the key recruiters for Georgia, but. He's a young man that I think if you see him in person, again, he's a little bit bigger than you think. I think he's long-term definitely going to be a safety prospect. Um, you know, he he plays faster, I guarantee, than what he probably runs. I don't know what he runs 40-wise. Um, but but you know, when I saw him play last year, I went to see him play. Um, Woodstock played, I think, Roswell. I want a chance, chance to see him play in some of the younger Roswell kids. And uh, he was banged up. I mean, he was banged up, but he he went, and uh, that that showed me a lot about him. He had a 
he went as long as he could, went about two quarters. But, uh, you know, just watching tape on him, I think his body size and, and, and kudos to our, to our guys, uh, Barton and Steve and Charles Power and all our, our, you know, ranking committee that's digging more into this tape on these guys. I really like what they're doing. Look, we're not, this is not the final answers and we're not perfect, but, uh, you know, we're giving it a really good effort. Those guys are really, really digging into tape. They're really, really on me to, to help them get verified, uh, you know, times, 40s, heights, weights. You know, they're taking everything in consideration. This isn't a one-day conference call. I mean, they're spending a week or two at a time at a position and really, really digging through these things. So, you know, I think David, I think he's a guy, I think Daniel's a guy that, uh, you know, is going to probably stay close to where he is, but but you're going to feel safe and feel good about his ranking because, uh, he's a maximum effort guy. You can watch his social media and see he's always, even though he's committed to Georgia, I mean, he's not sitting back fat and happy. Uh, he's getting after it. I will say this, uh, the Smile Munden uh, thing, I think Smile Munden has, has a, a massive, massive ceiling on him. Uh, you know, I'm the one for 24-7 that's seen him play twice. And, uh, you know, there's times in a game where you're like, man, I know he's raw. He's got some things to learn. But, man, when you see him and see his athletic ability and how big he is, and then when you meet him, you know, he's, he, he is a special, special young man. But I'll tell you this, if I'm doing the 24-7 rankings by myself and I had to turn them in tonight, there's nobody for me in the state of Georgia to be ranked ahead of Amarius Mims. When you see Amarius Mims come in, uh, if I walked Amarius Mims into that 24-7 office uh, and, and they were like, excuse me, that guy's 320. He looks 280. Again, I'm telling you now, there's there's only been one or two I've ever seen that can carry weight and look as good as him, uh, you know, at 320 pounds. I mean, this is an athletic, freaky left tackle that's got a tremendous upside that I absolutely love. So I'm not dis- – I am disagreeing. I do think Amarius Benham is the number one player in Georgia, but I do love that – they uh, they have really dug into smile and, and listen. Barton's been a smile Monday guy for a while, and it, it was an early invite for us to the to the All American Bowl. Um, and, and I sent some film against South Paulden on him that I actually filmed myself last year. And you watch him take a tall sweep. I mean, from the Wildcat, dude goes ninety yards on a very very good defense. So uh, it's not like I'm thinking we're way off, but I have a hard time if I'm sitting there saying anybody's ahead of Marius Mims because that guy. Uh, you know, th- there's few and far between like that. And when you relate rankings to an NFL draft projection, those left tackles are the dudes that are getting paid. We just saw, what, four or five go in the top 12. So uh, quarterbacks and left tackles are very, very popular. And I know there is a very, very elite one in the state of Georgia. And it doesn't mean that Smile Mun is not an elite player because I certainly think he is as well. But uh, that, that Amarius Mims guy is a – he, he is something to see in person. Kip, I think you had something you wanted to add. Well, first, I I agree wholeheartedly with with, with Rusty on Mims. I, I think I guess the fact that this is a defensive focused update, uh, they're going to dig into Mims. You know, over the over the next couple weeks, I would imagine they're. I mean, we we could show them. You know, some of his recent workout photos. I mean, there's there, there's really no bad weight on him. I mean, he he looks. You know, we talk about Jalen Carter on the defensive line in the last cycle. I mean, Amarius Mims has that type of body, but at six foot seven, he's got that just, he, you know, he looks like he's been no stranger to the weight room. 
And it's it's a very impressive build as far as his wingspan as well. So he is a rare specimen. I agree. He's definitely when you look at that upside, a guy who's a potential you know book and left tackle. You got to put a Mary Smims you know at the top uh, of the board in the state of Georgia. So it's not necessarily. I mean, we are disagreeing with the twenty four seven rankings as they stand today. But I would imagine when the offensive prospects they get they dig on them in the coming weeks. I think Amarius is a guy that his stock is is still sky high and going to to you know go even higher. And you know, talking about David David Daniel, you know, I think there's an easy comp for David Daniel at Georgia right now, and it, it's it's probably it's Mark Webb just because of the size. That versatility in the secondary. He's a guy that could probably help you at the star position, play play some safety. Just a super willing tackler, a guy that's physical. You know, he he comes there with you know with bad intentions, and also a guy that I, I believe can really help George Allen special teams. He's a guy that you know just has a ton of block kicks at the high school level, and I think early on at Georgia. He's going to improve that special teams right off the bat, which is something Kirby Smart loves. That's how he wants his players to develop. He wants them making, you know, make, kind of making an impact on special teams. And then as they learn the defense and they can play quickly enough for him, you know, then earn a role in that as well. And I think that's really what David Daniel brings to the table. And if, if you're Georgia fans, you got to love that because Mark Webb's played a lot of football for Georgia and he still has a very important role to play at Georgia before his time is done. Guys, before we get out of here, uh, I want to bring up one more guy real quick. And Steve Wiltfong, our uh, national director of recruiting, does a tremendous job on the 24-7 Sports Crystal Ball. Uh, brought up James Williams this this past week, the kid from Opelika, Florida, from way down in South Florida, 6'5", 215-pound safety. Uh, he, he projected him to, to Georgia just like everybody else has at this point. Uh, we may have talked about this before, but it's been a while – but since we're talking about defense, where does this guy fit, Rusty, for George on defense? I think they, they're going to use him. They, it's hard to say because, look, I've seen the kid in person. I saw him last year, Memorial Day Monday. I'll never forget going to see him uh, down at Wilbert Academy in one of those uh, pylon seven-on-sevens, and the guy walked up, and you're like, man, that there's no way that guy's a DB. But, man, it, it, he could grow. I mean, this kid could very well be an outside linebacker. I mean, he very well could be an outside linebacker. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how we project him in the rankings as it gets further down but uh, into this cycle. But that's a big guy, man. A very, very big guy, 6'5", DB. And he's running around out there, and, and, and he looks fluid for sure. And uh, I certainly have no hesitation to say that as, as time goes on, uh, he's going to get closer to the box if he's not completely in the box. Uh, by the time he comes to a college. And, I, you know, Steve Coleman, we made that pick, and I agree with him right now. I do I do think that uh, George is trending pretty good there, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off a little bit before I make a crystal ball just to double-check some things. But Georgia had him on campus multiple, multiple times. So did Auburn. And it was pretty clear to me uh, early on that I, I think this guy was going to go out of state somewhere. And right now things are definitely looking good for the Georgia Bulldogs with him. Kip, where do you think he fits? Well, I think Georgia, you know, a, a scheme like Georgia is flexible enough to where, you know, it really doesn't matter. And you look at you look at guys like in the past, like Leonard Floyd. I mean, he played all over the place for Georgia, you know, toward the end in coverage, 
rushing the quarterback. And with James, I think kind of one thing that stands out to me is he went to the the opening regional, I believe, or or maybe no, maybe it was Under Armour camp earlier this year, and I believe he measured in. I mean, it was it was over two hundred twenty five pounds. He was he, he was either two twenty seven or two twenty eight. And so, even though it's the off season, even though I think he was coming off a little bit of a knee knee injury knee issue, when you already know a guy has that kind of frame on him, it's tough to really peg him as purely a secondary guy. So, I mean, he is, he was not even, he's not even a senior in high school yet. And if he's playing at 225 as a senior, if he's showing up in college campus at potentially 230 pounds plus, it's tough for me to kind of peg him purely as a, you know, the a defined secondary role. And I think if you're a school like Georgia, you just, I mean, you, you find ways to get him on the field, and, and he can do different things for you. So, again, you look you look at Leonard Floyd. You look at the the star position at Georgia. It's one that changes based on the package they have, whether they have a money package in. I mean, there's different positions that you can play him at, and kind of that star hybrid position, you, you can do a lot of different things for him. You can have him lined up at inside linebacker at times. You can have him coming off the edge at the quarterback. You know, if, if he showcases you enough to where he can cover running backs and tight ends out of the backfield, then he gives you a look there. Obviously, the scouting report comp is going to be a guy like Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, you know, who, who we just saw go high in the draft. Just a guy that can play some safety snaps for you, but can also play, you know, a ton of snaps in the box as well. And I think that's that's kind of why James Williams is is rated you know pretty highly as a five star both in the comp- composite and twenty four seven sports, but also just why he's so intriguing. The fact that he can line up at safety and he is that rare. I mean, you just don't see a lot of guys at six five, two hundred and twenty plus pounds that can play safety. So I, I think that's just that that rare body type that that he gives you this cycle that. I mean, we haven't seen in a while, so uh, he's a very fascinating prospect. But I, I think it's it's not really about a defined role with him. It's just about finding the best ways to get him on the field and, and you know and utilize that unique skill set that he brings to the table. Yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife for sure, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to ask that. It's going to give you guys a chance to articulate it, just because. Uh, it's hard to kind of see a guy playing safety, just safety at the, at the next level doing that. But, you know, there's a growing trend in college football where there's a couple of positionless type talents that you can get on the field at the same time to do different things. And, and you know, almost like a joker type of a wild card type of situation there. And and it's uh, and it'll be interesting to see if he ends up in a Georgia uniform and if he does, how he's used. Uh, but that's all the time we got for today, folks. Uh, that's been today's Junkyard Dogcast. And uh, hopefully you guys will be with us next week. Uh, we will be talking recruiting. We'll be talking team. And, uh, you know, based on what Rusty had to say on the board, and, and this kind of jumps into the to the opportunity to join us with that 60, 60% off, uh, it could be a wild <laughs> couple weeks for Georgia and recruiting coming up. Uh, we can we can go ahead and say that. Rusty had some more a little bit more specifics on what kind of wild you can be expecting there. But Rusty had some interesting stuff there. And, and come join us. No come check us out. What's that now? No kickers, unfortunately. No kickers. No kickers. No punters. 
uh, coming into that. And that's kind of an inside joke we got over at the site as well. But yeah, come come join us. Come check us out. 60% off and uh, we'd love to have you. But that's all we got for this one. I'm Jake Rowe. They're Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. We're all with Dogs 24-7. And this has been the Junkyard Dogcast. Take it easy.